Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Have you ever been in a scenario where someone has asked you to trust them, but you didn't know if you could trust them? Like where someone's like, hey, do you trust me? Have, have you noticed like when someone says, hey, trust me on this? Usually it means that your life is probably in danger. Like they're, hey, do you want to do this? Trust me. Hey, do you want to go skydiving? Trust me. The parachute will open. Like I found myself in a situation like that several years ago where there's some guys at our church. And if you've been around here very long, you've heard me say this, but it's so good. I'm going to say it again. That they asked me to go hunting with them. They're like, hey, we're going to go duck hunting. Pastor, do you want to go hunting? And I'm like, yes. Now, look, the only camo that I own is from Forever 21. So I'm not a hunter. I'm not an outdoorsman, but man, I'm really trying to like, you know, make that work. And so they're like, let's go hunting. And so we go duck hunting and, and we unload this boat and we're in the Everglades and it's like a, a canoe boat. And, and then we find ourselves, we walk out into the Everglades into waist deep water, eventually getting into chest deep water. Now, if you know anything about South Florida, you know that we live in Jurassic Park. Come on, somebody. Have you noticed the iguanas everywhere? The other day I came out of my, I came outside of my building and there were these, these parrots, like real, like serious y'all, parrots. And they had like red faces and everything. And, and people, I posted it up on my Instagram and people were like, Pastor David, that's not real. What zoo are you at? Where are you at? I'm like, no, for real. Like people didn't believe me. Like this is happening. Like we live in like, I think we should be scared for our lives, literally. <laughs> and um, like there's iguanas everywhere. So we're in the Everglades. And, and this is how smart your pastor is. I wait till we are like chest deep in the water before I ask these guys. I'm like, hey guys, we're in the Everglades, right? Yeah, pastor, we're in the Everglades. Um, there's, there's alligators out here, right? Yeah, there's alligators out here. Are there alligators right here? And like they look at me like, pastor, do you trust us? And I'm like, no! <laughs> but I don't have a choice. And so one of the guys says, hey, well, Pastor, here's the thing. If you step on something and it moves, <laughs> what does that mean, you know? He's like, if you step on something and it moves, because alligators, like, they're sleeping on the bottom. If you step, that's when you jump in the canoe boat. How many of you know, like, they were, man, I jumped in the canoe boat. They were carrying me the rest of the way in the canoe boat. <laughs> but it's funny because like there's this, this question I'm like, hey, do you trust? Do you trust us? Now, here's the thing. When, whenever you're asked that question, usually it means you're about to go on an adventure. Something scary could potentially happen. But how many of you know on the other end of your faith, there's a really cool story that you could tell to thousands of people on a Christmas Sunday. Come on. Here's what I believe when it comes to God. Like, God is asking every one of us today, do you trust me? Like, do you trust that I have a plan for your life? You see, what do you do when you don't understand the plan of God? What do you do when you don't understand what's happening in your life? Have you ever been at a place where, like, God is confusing to you? Have you ever been at a place where, like, you look at your life, you're like, God, what is happening? Like, how could this take place? God, I've been trusting you with something, but I don't understand the plan. You see, there are going to be times in all of our lives where we don't understand the plan of God. And we don't understand this journey that God takes us on. I believe that God is wanting to know, do you trust me with my plan for your life? 
Because how many of you know that God's plan is bigger than your plan? How many of you know that God's plan is better than your plan? Come on, is there anybody at the 12 o'clock that you have faith enough to believe that God has big plans for your life? You see, I believe that if Mary, if you could hear Mary say something, I believe she would say this to us. When you don't understand your notes, I believe that she would say, don't miss your moment with God. When you don't understand God's plan, don't miss God's moment for your life. Can I tell you, God did not bring you here for a message. He brought you here for a moment. God wants you to experience something in this service. You're not here by accident. Maybe someone invited you. Maybe you found an invite. Maybe you come here every Sunday. I don't know why you're here or how you got here, but I would tell you that God has you for a reason. God has you for a purpose. And can I tell you, God wants to have a moment with you today. But here's the thing. Don't miss God's moment. My fear is that many of us, we miss God moments in our life. Like, here's the thing. You could come to church today and miss God. Isn't that crazy? Like, you could come here today and be here, but not really be here. You know, there are people that come to church all the time, and they're here, but they're not really here. Like, you could be here, but your mind is on your to-do list that you have later on. You can be here, but your mind is really thinking about the problems that you're going to have to face this week. Come on. Can I challenge you? Be here right now. Don't miss God's moment for your life. God wants something. He has something to speak to your heart right now. So, so here's what I believe that Mary would say to us today. Would you write this down? I believe that Mary would say to us that God moments often seem impossible. Did you know that many times when God speaks to us, God will speak to us something that seems impossible to us. In fact, here's what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 34. This is the, the, the angel speaking to Mary. And he says this, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. Come on, someone say Jesus. Jesus. Come on, I, I just, I love saying the name of Jesus. Would you say it again? Come on, say Jesus. Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. And you may be like, well, pastor, what does that mean? It just means that Jesus is bad to the bone. Come on, somebody. Jesus is over everything. Yeah? And then Mary says this, how will this be? Mary asked the angel. It's impossible. Because I'm only a virgin. Like, for real, you're, you're saying that I'm going to give birth to a child? Not even thinking like birth to the son of God. How can this be? I'm a virgin. It's impossible. Here's what's happening in this story. Mary is letting go of her fears and she's trying to understand so she can act in faith. Can I tell you, in order for you to live up to the purpose that God has for your life, there will come a time where you're going to have to let go of your fears and say, God, I'm willing to hold on to faith. There are going to be times where you have to say, God, I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone for your plan. Can I tell you today what God wants is for you to get out of your comfort zone? I'm telling you today, God wants you to say, God, I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone. I'm willing to do the impossible. Because here's what I know. Every one of us in this room, you're facing things that seem impossible to you. But that's why scripture says, to man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. How many of you are so thankful that we serve a God that nothing is impossible with our God? I've come here to tell you, God can heal. God can restore. God can deliver. God can give power. God, oh, I feel the spirit of God in this place right now. God says 
Nothing is impossible with me. Well, pastor, why don't I see miracles more? Why don't I see the power of God more? Here's the reason why. It's because we limit God with the impossible things. But I've come here to tell you, if you leave this room and you say, man, this impossible situation in my life, I'm going to have faith for the impossible. Jesus says to him who can do exceedingly, abundantly more than you can think of, dream of, or imagine. I've come here to tell someone, God wants to do a miracle in your life. Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Man, that's good preaching on Christmas. Man, that's, that's good preaching. When you don't amen me, I'll amen myself. Amen, Pastor David. Thank you, Pastor David. That's good. You see, here's the thing. Many times in our life, we just get comfortable. And miraculous things happen when our obedience comes in contact with God's plan. But many times, God's plan requires us to step out of our comfort zone. You see, many times we don't see more miracles from God in our life because either we stiff-arm God, where God will say, hey, man, I want to do something in your life. Here's my plan. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to do that. And we can't blame God for our lack of obedience. Like, God's like, hey, Mary... There's going to be a miracle. Can I tell you, God is not a forceful God. God loves us no matter what. But can I tell you, God will never make you or I choose him. I love this story with Mary because he came to Mary through an angel. And he says, hey, there's going to be a great plan for your life. And, and through you, the son of God's going to come. But Mary, is the answer yes or no? Did you know that Mary could have said no? Just like you and I today, you can't say no to God today. You can leave here and say, I, I don't want anything to do with God. And God's not going to force himself on you. But can I tell you, Mary's yes released a miracle. Man, if you'll get this in your heart, I feel this so strong here today. Your yes to God will release a miracle of God in your life. What are you waiting for? Come on, why do you hold back? God is so good. He's so gracious. He's so loving. If you knew how much God loved you, if you knew how great his plan was for your life, on the other side of fear, you would say, yes, God. My answer is yes. You see, moments with God often seem impossible. But number two, write this down. When God moments come, just say yes. Come on, let's practice that. One, two, three. Yes. When God appears to you, when God comes to you, you're like, well, is God like going to appear to me like through an angel? No, you know how God appears to us today? Through his word. At church, I've been praying today that while you're here at Brave Church, that God would speak to you something and that God would show you an area of your life where he wants you to take a step of faith, where he wants you to be obedient. And it's not about rules. It's not about legalism. It's not about commandments. It's about real time. God wants to speak to you and he wants to show you how to get from point A to point B. He wants to bless your life. And my prayer today is that every person in this room would just say yes to God. You see, when God moments come, just learn to say yes. I love Mary because Mary, she's a 14-year-old girl who is filled with fear, who could even have been put to death for saying yes to God. But she said yes, and the miraculous took place. In fact, look what it says in Scripture in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Now, the Bible doesn't say this, what I'm about to tell you right now. But I believe this is the place where Mary actually got pregnant with Jesus. 
Watch this. She goes from fear to verse number 38. She goes, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in me. I believe it was in that moment God said, boom, you're pregnant. Because she said yes. May your word be fulfilled. And then the angel left. But watch this. She believed the church. Or the be. Many times people will come to church or they'll be like they'll come to an encounter with God and there'll be a God moment but many times people say well when I understand it then I will believe it can I tell you when it comes to God very rarely will you understand before you see the miracle many times in our lives there will be something that will happen and God will speak to you and say hey I want to do something great through that situation it's then where we say, yes, God, I'm going to choose to trust you. And I don't understand how this is going to work, but I believe that you can make it work. Anybody ever been in a situation where you didn't understand and you believed and you saw God do a miracle? Come on, anybody in this place, you've seen God do a miracle. Can I tell you? Every single Sunday, every single Sunday, there are people whose lives are being changed here at Brave Church. Every single week, I get messages, I get Instagram, I get Facebook, I get email. Our staff does of people that have been here and that have come to church and they're saying, you won't believe how God has changed my entire life, how God is changing my family, how God has grown my business, how God has helped me to get through college. And I've been trying and trying and trying and trying. How many of you know that's a miracle today? Come on. Hey, how God has helped me with my finances and it's been a miracle and we didn't know how we were going to pay it, but God came through can I tell you even when you don't understand if you will believe you'll see hope so when God moments come know that they'll be impossible at times they'll seem impossible number two when God moments come just say yes and number three understand this your God moment will open the door for God's best in your life here's what you need to know when God begins to speak to you and say hey I've got something for your life when you say yes that God moment will open a door to God's best for your life. So if I were to ask you, if you can leave here today and you can enter into a season of the best time of the rest of your life, would you want it? Yes. Every person in this room would say yes. But here's what we understand from Scripture. God's best for our life many times comes from our yes to God in the moments where God shows up. Now, let me show you how this is so important because God's best for Mary, she had no idea how this was going to play out. Like, imagine, she's like, okay, God, I trust you. But how many of you know she got pregnant and then she began to show? And then she began to show, like, people began to talk. And how many of you know there were moments where Mary began to doubt the plan of God? Is there anybody here that you are a person of faith that you trusted God, but somewhere along the journey, you begin to doubt God. Come on, anybody here? My hand is up. I'm the pastor. My hand is up. It's happened before. And look what happens. Mary says this. I got to get out of Nazareth. I'm going to leave this place. These people are crazy here. Tired of them making fun of me. I'm going to go to my prima's house, Elizabeth. Come on, somebody. So she goes to prima. And the Bible says this. Scripture says that when she's walking up to Elizabeth's house, look what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 45. In a loud voice, Elizabeth begins to scream. How many of you know she's probably from Miami? Come on. She's like loud. She didn't even wait for Mary to knock on the door. Woo! You're here. Look what happens. 
Elizabeth goes, blessed are you among women. In other words, you are the most blessed among all of us women. And blessed is the child that you will bear. In other words, the baby that you're pregnant with is the most blessed baby in the world. And blessed is she who has what? Believe. Believe that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. Notice this. Three times her cousin says, you're blessed, Mary. Three times. Mary, you're blessed. Your baby's blessed. And you're blessed because you believe. Come on, let me say it again. Mary, you're blessed. Your child is blessed. And you are blessed. Why? Because you believed and you said yes to God. Can I tell you today, one of the reasons why you've come to church is because you needed a pastor to tell you not how bad you are, not how sinful you are, but you needed someone to tell you, you know what, you're blessed. God has a purpose on your life and God wants to bless you more than anything you've ever seen. Come on. There's purpose in you. There's destiny in you. It's not too late for you. You haven't messed up too bad. God says you're blessed. Your children are blessed. Come on, your family is blessed. Your business is blessed. Come on, I just want to bless you today. I bless your family. I bless your marriage. I bless your studies at school. I bless your business. I bless your career. I bless your health in Jesus' name. Somebody give God praise that we're blessed. You see, what Mary understood was this. I could stay here in Nazareth with all these haters. Or I could go somewhere where people can acknowledge the blessing. Many times we don't see the blessing of God on our life because we are surrounded by people who are either jealous of the gift of God on our life or they hate it that you're moving out of your comfort zone into purpose. Because how many of you know misery loves company? And the second you begin to step out and say, God, I'm going to do something great with my life. God, I want my life. Oh, I feel the presence of God. Let me tell you something. There's going to be haters. But you got to learn to say, I'm leaving Nazareth and I'm going to a place where I'm blessed. And the blessing is blessed. And the blessing is blessed because I'm a blessing. Somebody give God praise today for the blessing of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because here's what's happening. Many of us, if you're in the wrong circle, the people will steal your blessing from you. You get around negative people. Watch this. Negative people hate it when they see other people blessed. So they will try to pull you down to their level. And what's harder, to pull somebody up or is it easier to pull somebody down? It's easier to pull somebody down. Can I tell you, that is why you need a place like Brave Church. That's why you need to be here every Sunday. I know it's Christmas, and and, and you're like, man, say, hey, it's my first time here in a long time. Oh, that's great. You need to be here every Sunday because when you come here, we are committed to encourage your life. We are are committed that, man, we're not going to let you quit. We're not going to let you fail. We believe God's best for you, and we believe that you are blessed. Come on, one more time. Give God praise and thank him that we are blessed. But here's what's crazy about Mary. She goes from like fear and doubt. Like, man, I've got to hang around Elizabeth because, man, what if this is not like, this is such a weird plan. And I've got so much fear, so much doubt. Scripture shows us that. To all of a sudden, watch this. This is crazy. Some time has passed and and we don't know a lot of the story of Jesus when he was in his teenage years. Like, we, we have this like sneak peek of Jesus. Like, Mary and Joseph left him at church one time. So if you ever feel like you're a bad parent, 
Like, it's okay. Like, if, if, <laughs> anybody ever leave their kids somewhere? Don't raise your hand. Okay, I just say, <laughs> that's how I get you to raise your hand, but then like, you know, yeah. Um, like, they leave him at church. They're like at brunch somewhere, you know? And like, Mary's like, Joseph, where's, where's Jesus? And Joseph's like, I thought you had him. Where's he at? <laughs> There's like, oh, let's just finish brunch. Let's just, you know? But we don't have a lot about Jesus' life. But then fast forward a little bit. Mary and Jesus are at this wedding in Cana. And it's crazy because at this wedding, all of a sudden, the, the wine ran out. And I guess at a wedding, that's bad. I don't know. And so the wine runs out. And the people are freaking out. They're like, what are we going to do? We're over our budget and the venue won't give us more. The guests aren't happy. My uncle over there drank all of it. Look at him. He's drunk. How, how many of you like the crazy uncle? Come on. you know. If you didn't raise your hand, you're probably the crazy uncle. Come on, somebody. And, and like, he's like, like, and what are we going to do? And so all of a sudden, Mary hears the word. And so she goes to Jesus. Because, you know, she was like, she's Mary, but she's also the mother, right? She's like, hey, Jesus hey, the wine has run out of this wedding. We need you to do something. And Jesus, in scripture, it literally says, Jesus goes, woman, what does this have to do with me? But because she's still mom, she's like, Jesus. I know you're older. I know you're the son of God. You don't, don't you dare cross me, boy. And before she even gets a yes from Jesus, look how confident Mary is. Now watch this. She goes from fear of God's plan. Look how confident she is in God's plan. Before Jesus even agrees, John chapter 2 verse 5, his mother goes to the servants. Mary goes to the servants. She's like, hey, Jesus is about to go over here and tell y'all to do something. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it. When he tells you to do it, you better do it. <laughs> how many of you know that Mary, she, she doesn't understand how to get Jesus wrangled up. But here, here's what I, I believe. Like, Mary saw miracles that we, we don't even know about because they're not written in Scripture. Like, she saw things that we will never know about until we get to heaven. You see, that's so important for us to know because, I mean, you know that she had faith and confidence in Jesus because she had a history with him. Like, you know that she was at home baking and she's got the flour, she's got the ingredients, and she goes, Jesus, we're out of sugar. Go run to farm store and pick us up some sugar. And Jesus is a teenager. He's like, Mom, come on. The Heat are playing, Mom. They need a miracle. They're playing against LeBron. And Mary's like, Jesus, go get me some sugar. And Jesus is like, hey, Mom, check the cabinet again. I think there's something in there. Like, you know the first time Jesus walked on water was not with Peter. You know Jesus was at the community pool like, hey, guys, watch this. Like, like, you know it. You know it. He's walking on water, and Mary's like, Jesus, get down from there. And he's like, okay, Mom. You know what I mean? Her history with... Here's my point. You might want to write this down. Her history with God gave her confidence in God. She said, I don't know how. You're going to do this, but I know you will. You see, here's what I've come to tell someone today. If you'll just say yes to God and give God a chance in your life. Man, I, I've been following Jesus for about 20 years, like full on, just devoted to God. 
can I tell you, I've got history with God. Like there have been times where I've faced things in my life. I didn't know how I was going to get through it, but I can look at my life today and say, my God was with me yesterday. I don't know how, but I know he will. Come on, anybody with me today? God, I don't know how you did it then, but it's okay. But I know I'm facing something today, and I know you're going to come through again. You see, Mary believed. She believed in God because she had history. Man, she saw Jesus do miracles. I've come here to tell someone, man, if you will just give God a chance, And if you will walk with God a little bit, here at Brave Church, we have something we say, give God a year. Go all in for one year here at Brave Church and watch what God will do in your life. You'll develop some history in God and then God will say, well, how about we go a little bit deeper in our faith and it'll be scary at first and you'll be freaking out at first, but then you'll say, well, God, you were with me then. I know you're going to be with me now. You know what's crazy about these guys I went hunting with as scared as I was? You know what, I'd do it again. I trust them. And because I've made sure that they've gone back many times and I've counted their fingers and their toes. You see, the thing is, when you walk with God, all of a sudden, you're not afraid to walk on water. Because you're like, man, I know that my God, He loves me. He's got a plan and a purpose. And I know I can get to the other side where the blessing is. So let me give you three things real quick. I'm going to start with number two. In your notes, number two, I'm going to start with this. Here's what I want you to understand. I want to leave you with today. I believe Mary would tell us these words. Our greatest pain can be a catalyst for our greatest gain. The greatest pain that you're facing in your life can be a catalyst for the greatest gain in your life. I know it seems impossible. You may be here and you're confused. You may be here and you're hurt. You may be here and you're filled with regret resentment and I'm here to tell you the thing that has caused you the greatest pain in your life if you will trust God with it it will be your greatest gain I've seen God with so many people's lives look I've seen people where their lives have been utterly destroyed and they've come to God with faith And what God has built in their life has been unbelievable. Literally, has touched entire cities. People's lives have touched entire nations. Your setback is not a setback. It is an opportunity for God to do a miracle through your life. So what do I do when I'm going through pain? Here's the key. I'm going to give you a key. Here's the key. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God in the good times in your life. Trust God in the bad times in your life, in the painful times. Trust God. Number two, I would say this, that Mary would say, stay connected to the people who encourage you. I've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I love it that Mary went and she was with Elizabeth for three months. Come on, can you imagine, like, you have a family member come for Christmas, and they're like, hey, we're so glad you're here. And they're like, yeah. And you're like, why do you have all the suitcases? They're like, we're staying for three months. How many of you know, like, no, you're not. I love it. Mary stayed for three whole months with Elizabeth. You know why? Because she wanted to stay connected with people that were going to encourage her. Come on, here's what I would say to you one more time. Get connected here at Brave Church. Well, what's the key here? Here's the key. Come on, write this down. Take the next step. 
One of the greatest ways to be surrounded with encouragers here is, man, go to brave.guide. DNA is this two-week class that we have. It's 15 minutes after service. We have free food. What? I mean, it's great. And what we want to do is help you discover your purpose, and then we get you on a team of people serving you. Can I tell you, at Brave Church, this past month, we went to over 20 locations and we served our city from homeless outreach and feeding people and planting urban gardens to renovating a schools like a teacher's land. Like we went all over the city and loved people. Can I tell you the greatest thing that I saw? People of Brave Church coming together. They didn't even know each other, but they're serving together. And you know, when you get connected with other people, other people will encourage your faith. Come on, how many of you know we need people who will encourage our faith? Here's number three. Would you write this down? It's number four on your notes, but it's number three. How do I push through the pain? How do I trust God with my life when I don't understand? I believe Mary would say this. Stay connected to the bigger picture. Stay connected to the bigger picture. Now watch this. Fast forward again. Here's Mary. And Jesus, and in John chapter 19, verse 25, I want to put it on the screen for you. John 19, 25. Jesus is at the foot of the cross. Jesus is hanging on the cross, dying for our sin. He's been tortured. He's been just brutally executed. And I don't mean to dig up old wounds for anyone who's gone through this, but I can't think of anything worse than a parent burying a child. As a pastor, I've had the, the privilege to serve people in those times where they're burying a child. And it's, many times people are like, pastor, how do people get over that? How did Mary get over this scene where she is standing at the foot of the cross and she sees her own son just dying. How does she do it? Here's what I believe she would say. She would say, stay connected to the big picture. What's the big picture? Heaven. Heaven. I mean, look at this verse. Jesus' mother, Mary, his aunt, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, they stood at the foot of the cross, and Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing near her. And he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then to the disciple, here is your mother. From this moment, treat my mom as though she is your own. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, hey, take care of mom. You know what's amazing about this story? What's so great about Jesus is when Jesus was in the most time of need, he was still taking care of other people's needs. Like he was the one that needed the most help and yet on his deathbed he's saying hey mom i'm gonna take care of you but how did mary like how do you deal with that mary understood something that that is my son but i'm connected to a higher purpose and that purpose is heaven and i'm a part of the team jesus that together we're gonna work to see humanity come to know you and we're going to seek forgiveness of sins. And I accept this. I could fight this. But together, we're going to fulfill the purpose that's on your life. 
And I've come here to tell you, if you will give your life to see other people's lives, find forgiveness and find hope and find healing. Can I tell you today, you will find purpose at its highest level. You see, because here's what you need to know. That in your toughest, darkest season, this is not all that there is. Come on, how many of you are so thankful that there is a place called heaven that God is preparing for us? That many times we put all of our emphasis into this life. And can I tell you, what we do on this earth is what's going to just resonate for all of eternity. And Mary understood there is a purpose on my life. You see, as you discover your purpose, we talked about DNA and brave life. As you discover your purpose, can I tell you, if you're living life without knowing your purpose, life will stink. Like, you just, it's not going to make sense. But if you will discover God's purpose for you, you can start today. Life will begin to make sense. Well, how do I do that? Let me give you the first, first point. Number one, write this down. You need to stay connected to God. Connect with other people. Connect with eternity. Connect with God. Stay connected with God. You know, this past week, me and the kids were putting up the Christmas lights on, around our Christmas tree. Come on, anybody love Christmas? Anybody love, like, Christmas trees? And this thing is just, the first service, I had a different set of lights, and um, they exploded on us. So they're going to help me out with this. But we were putting the lights up, and, and everyone knows, like, you open up the, the package of lights, and, like, they're always tangled. They're always, like, tangled up, and they're always, like just like mangled and it's just a mess and they're all like just tangled and just crazy and and what, what's crazy is we open these lights and I'm sitting there trying to untangle the mess and how many of you know like untangling the mess is frustrating like I, I don't like a mess I like things to be in order and so for a moment I'm like man this is such a mess and, and I didn't want to untangle it so I just put them back on the table and I walked away from the mess and I thought that many times that's what that's what we do like when we're confronted with the mess in our life, you know what we do? Like, man, it's, it's a mess. The situation I'm in is a mess. And this relationship is a mess. And my finances are a mess. And, and I don't have joy. And it's Christmas. And I should have joy. But everything is a mess. So we try to untangle the mess on our own. But then when it gets too difficult, we just say, well, I'll just deal with that later. And then many times, like, what we'll do is we'll come to church. And then for a moment, like, we're here for an hour and, like, ten minutes. Like, man, okay, so... So I feel joy of Christmas, and, and man, the dance was great, and the worship, and look how bright that is, and it's red and bright, and I feel like we need to like offer sunscreen for people when they come in, and, and, and so you have a, like a season of joy in your life, but how many of you know that we go back to our lives and we go back to the mess? Here's what I, I would tell you is that what Jesus wants to do in the message of Christmas, the reason why we celebrate the hope is here is that what God wants to do is he wants to, he wants to untangle the mess in our life. Now, there was another set of lights, not these, and I don't know why they do this, but everyone knows, like, you ever done this, like, you decorate your tree, and then you go plug them in, and they don't work? Or, or like, like, you know, they don't work, and then you have to go find the one bulb. Like, I want to high-five the engineer that came up with that. Like, really? 38 of them work, one of them doesn't, and they all go out. And I think that's much like our life, too, where, man, we can have the family in the right place. Our finances are maybe good. Business is taking off. 
straight A's at school. Marriage is great. Kids take a bath every night and they love it. And <laughs> we're never late to school. Everything looks good, but how many of you know if you're missing one key part, the rest of it's not going to work. And really, for a lot of us, the one piece that's missing is God today. Like we're connected to so many other things, but there are people in this room, there are many of us in this room that if you were to be honest, you're not connected with God. And here's the thing, like most strings of lights, if you're missing the key piece, none of it works. But here's what I've discovered. When you get all the lights in place and you're here at church today, which let me just say, congratulations for being here today. Come on, give it up for yourself. You're here today. So you're here. And because you're here, what you're saying is, yeah, this is the most important light and I'm going to put it in my life. Is that if all the pieces are there, it still doesn't work unless you're connected to the power source. And so there's nothing worse than putting the lights around the tree, but the lights don't come on. But all you have to do is take the lights and then the team's going to plug them up for me. And when you plug them up, the lights begin to work. The power of the lights come on and they work. All of a sudden, man, I'm connected to God. I'm connected to the power. I'm connected to my purpose. Everything in my life begins to work. Can I tell you, that is the message of Christmas. That's why we say hope is here because you don't have to live without power. You don't have to live without purpose. Come on, you can live with the purpose and the power of God. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com. Thank you.